Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. anyone upset have the worst day watching baseball but miles michaelis deserved to be ejected there it's he should have hit him i agree with hitting him but as a cop you have to throw him out there i know that sucks but there's nothing like the rule book is specific. If it's intentional act, they have to go. But Tom, there's nothing about the feel of ba- there's nothing about the feel of baseball or un- unwritten rules. These are the written ones. Tom, I have a counterpoint for you. <laughs> yeah. You can't change the rules just because you don't like how I'm doing you, it. You motherfucker. <laughs> oh god, you're gonna keep that stupid soundboard. I'll use it sparingly, but it's oh, good. God. I'm doing the Lord's no, work, I, man. I know. I'm just going to kind of be, like, blasé to it because I really only like it when Nick's on because it bothers Nick so much. I didn't That's even do like it with it. Nick. I don't even think we when we recorded Yeah, you did. <clears throat> no, no, when we did it, when we did it, we did it with Nick because Nick was doing that, all right, mm, you know, that, <laughs> that annoys you. <laughs> That uh, that annoyed the annoyed uh, Tony set with it. So I'm like, well, oh, the soundboard. I've got an apple to eat while we're talking here, so I, you're gonna hear some other cool sound effects that I'll be from. Hell yeah. From my fucking Bo- mouth, bro. So get mm-hmm. ready. It's a good mouth. Mm-hmm. Good mouth. Uh, so we're watching the game. It's six one Cubs right now in the fourth. The cards are ass. Uh, Wilson Contreras is hurt because Ian Happ took a big cut. And he hit him with his backswing to explain to folks that is not an ejectable offense. Uh, it's an accident. Um, accident, cra- accidental crash plays happen all the time in baseball. Um, if a guy slides into someone's knee and breaks their wrist, uh, they don't get ejected. If there's a collision on a throw or at the plate. So it was a complete accident. Careless, whatever. You, you hurt our star catcher. So Wilson... Probably has a concussion, but he has some blood. He had a laceration. He came out of the game. Michaelis, being a bro, by the way, because you do this. 100% do it. He throws up and in and misses, and then he hits half with the second pitch. Pretty easy ejection. The benches start talking shit, apparently, from Marcus Stroman. And Jack Flaherty and Michaelis are giving it to him. Did you see what Michaelis did when uh, he was barking at Stroman? Yeah, he, uh, you know, he... he... (laughs) He pulled out his arm and was like maybe like three feet above the ground, like some little fucking toddlers yapping at him. Um, yeah. So that was fun. And you, you know what? Uh, Strowman was screaming, right? Um, something about the Jews controlling the banks, right? It's pretty close. It was uh, that line from Schindler's List where that little girl was screaming, "Jews go home." Oh. <laughs> That's what Strowman was screaming, and boy. Baseball's best fans Twitter account is sure having fun with at the Cardinals' expense, but they keep sharing that mug of Marcus Stroman, and I don't think you should do that, guy. You should make fun of you shouldn't. You cannot troll. You can't deal out any trolling. I think um, uh, on the Cubs' behalf uh, and have a picture of Marcus Stroman because it's easy. You'd be like, oh yeah, he's. Uh, Posting the anti-Semite here in, in a positive light. Okay, yeah, okay. So it's pretty easy there. I think this so. is what uh, gets Jack Flaherty to stay in St. Louis. He said, "You don't you fucking trade me. I got a score to settle." He's well. That he signs he signs this extension, and when a brawl inevitably breaks out in this series, he can 
You know, he'll he will get some criminal charges and he won't be allowed to leave the state for a while. Dude, I, I just had a thought. You remember when? Some... You remember when Puig got traded and then he tried to fight the entire uh, fucking Pittsburgh Pirates team? Do you yeah. remember that? All right, this is Jack Flaherty's moment. <laughs> like this is a hundred percent Jack's. This is his Joker moment. It's come full circle. He's finally been able to capitalize off of that video. Yes. He needs to do this. He needs to fucking go Joker mode here. <laughs> he just blows up so. the, the dugout. Like. <laughs> Dude, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> like the hospital. No, what he does is he gets both the Cubs and the and the Reds on a boat. He gets them on two boats. And he gives <laughs> them... A, he, he, lo- he packs them with explosives and gives them a detonator. <laughs> I like it. That's what he's going to do. Um... Yeah, so, uh, you know, not trying to upset anyone, but, I mean, Michaelis, Michaelis had to have known that was going to happen. Um, so, yeah, and the Cards are picking up Wilson Contreras by losing 6-1 to one right now. Kisner hit a homer. Um, somewhere, um, Nick Soul has, uh, has uh, taken a hit. And uh, somewhere else... Um, Katie Wu has gained a bit of her soul back as she loves yeah. Andrew Kisner. He's been so mean to Katie Wu lately. It's been <laughs> He doesn't like women, okay? We gotta we gotta get we got it, we gotta. I, mean, I don't he's know a, why he's Italian. He loves women. He does like the Chad women. Andrew Cuomo routine. Like Oh yeah, works. yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm not a I'm I'm not I'm I'm not a pervert. I'm just Italian. I don't um because he only likes, what, Bernie and, and B-Shave, and that's it. And I I like, I pretty much like all the journalists, uh, yeah. maybe except John Denton right now. Did you see what fucking Denton did today? Uh, what, what did he do? Wait, maybe. Oh, he talked about, uh, in his newsletter, for his MLB.com newsletter that goes out, um, talked about Arenado being on the trading block. Oh, uh, and, and then fucking guy. <laughs> This fucking guy, right, dude? Uh, and then the L.A. Times ran an article today um, by uh, Jorge Castillo about the Dodgers being in talks to acquire Nolan Arenado. He has anonymous sources close to to the make or close to the organization. Um, the only thing I have to Jeff, say to that is a big old bite out of this apple. I'm going to do right in the mic. Just just fucking do that. Mm. There you go. It's not a soundboard, but you know it will do. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Passone, um, he he pretty much, uh, you know, he 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 he's bought into this conjecture. Same with Ken Rosenthal, and it's really kind of annoying to me because uh, reporters like Katie Wu and Derek Gould have been, I would say, pretty spot on with uh, Arenado's feelings and where he wants to be. And it's uh, a little annoying that this just, um, you know, gets... I think it's just part of, like, sports writing in general, right, Josh? Like, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I'm probably not, you know, offering any, like, new criticism here. Uh, but, like, I mean, I, it's just it annoying clicks, that... Right? Yeah. It drives clicks. That's 100% why that fucking article got wrote. Um, it just kind of sucks that good writing from, like, uh, Katie and Derek... Like uh, just get completely buried against shit like this, like, and they have to be like, "Oh no, this is what's going on," and John Denton should fucking know better, but you know he's he writes for MLB.com, so yeah. I mean, he he writes on behalf of spreading the game and eating that fucking eating that owner boot, man. That's that's his only loyalties on it. So I saw someone tweeted that like John Denton is the Bob Nightingale of like Cardinals Twitter, and I'm like, holy shit, yeah, that's so, that's spot on. Oh, that was <laughs> Stu, friend of the yeah. pod. Stu. Okay, it was Stu that said that. Yeah, we, we love you, Stu. I'm a little pissed I can't see you this weekend, like you're listening. But uh, oh yeah, I need to message him back so that way he doesn't think I'm mad. We were gonna, we were planning on going to game with old Stu and scoring, watching him score and score live. So. Mm. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are but, you gonna uh, do? Um, yeah. So uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why you trade Arenado, who's what thirty one, thirty two, having an MVP esque year, an All Star year at the very least. Um, 
like if any guy was going to get moved, that's one of our you know stars. It's Goldschmidt. So, um, unless I, there was like, a, I need to find the source for this. But what I saw getting spread around is that you know they had asked like Arenado's agent, and he was very evasive on it. Um, there's uh, reports, but obviously rest is conjecture um, that. Nolan was really upset with how the offseason went, how the season's gone. And, you know, he, he can do whatever he wants. I wouldn't blame him with how shitty the season has gone. But um, um, he also said that he wants to set up roots here, that he loves it here in St. Louis, that he loves the org, that he wants to win. You know, I don't buy this. I don't buy it that he's wanting to move, that he's wanting to be on the move. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, we were talking about this while we were shooting hoops earlier at the gym. Because we do that now. Yeah, yeah, we're gym guys who play uh, basketball together. Um, but uh, if you're going to trade anyone, trade fucking Goldschmidt. He's got the least amount of years. He's coming off an MVP season. You would realistically get almost a comparable haul for him. And we've got guys like Luke and Baker or fuck, throw Brennan Donovan at first base. Like, who, who cares the rest of the year? I mean, first base, there's not really any, uh, uh, what should I say, like, there's just, I mean, there's just a ton of options of power bats you can pick up. I mean, shit, Mm -hmm. Carlos Santana just got traded. I mean, a guy like that could fill in for a year if we had a prospect coming up who would be a prime candidate to play first. I just, I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't trade Goldschmidt if you're going to trade Arenado. Like, it makes no sense. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Um, do you think Nolan Gorman's untouchable? Yeah, 100%. I would say so right now. Um, people were kind of starting to jump his ass a little bit because he got really ice cold. But uh, shout out to friend of the pod, Kyle Reese. Hey. Um, hey, my dog. Hey, Gabagool. Um, but Gorman's streaky. Um, Stu mentioned this even in our interview with him. Um, that he's going to come back out of it, and sure enough, he has. He's got 22 taters. He's showing tr- showing tremendous power for a second baseman, which is, you know, it's a hard thing to find. I mean, how many second basemen have hit yeah. 40 bombs? I mean, to be baseball? fair, he's not really a second baseman. We're just putting him there, and he's doing a. He's a goddamn second baseman now, Josh. No, that was, I was trying to channel my angry Nick mm. Nolte. Was, sorry, yeah, no. I didn't mean to yell at you. He's a. He is a DH or a corner infielder, but he's really honestly his defense at second has been really solid this year. It's like, I've been, been average, which means it's been great. Yes, because he was so rough last season. He what he's shown is he's incredible uh, adaptability. Is yeah, what he's shown. He's I mean, it's great. Yeah, I mean, you can't. It's I mean the, the whole saying of you can't you know teach a dog like an old dog new tricks like. The dude's in his early 20s. Like, you can move him around. He'll adapt at some point. He might not be in a gold glover at that position you move him to, but he could realistically become a halfway decent at it. I mean, shit, we did the same thing with Skip Schumacher, moving him from the outfield to second base, and he was fine. Yeah. Until, you know, he watched Sounds of Freedom, but that's another uh, topic for another day. Oh, God, should we bring that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was fine up until he watched that movie and promoted it on Twitter. Um so yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. God, we should really have Bradshaw on. Actually, no. If we had Bradshaw on to talk about the sound of freedom, this would be a three-hour-long podcast. Yeah, I could be like Bradshaw gets sixty minutes, and then he would talk, and then you and I could just like go outside and smoke a cigar. So. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Rough you, went, you, you you hung out with them, didn't you? Yesterday? Yeah, uh, we uh, we went and watched uh, Slop and Slimer. We went and watched Oppenheimer yesterday. Him and I. He's seen it four times. You need to talk to him, dude. Dude, he's got he's got so much time on his plate right now. He's just hanging. Yeah, out. no. He told me we're out in the parking lot. I was like, I'm unemployed, so I just come to the movies. I'm like, what? He's like, this <laughs> is what I do now. And like, <laughs> and like, I had that. No, no, this is no shit. I had that like immediate like 
blue-collar conservative reaction because, you know, I dress like a fucking youth minister. I'm like, uh, unemployed. Well, you need to be, you need to be working. And the more I think about it, no, fuck that shit. Bradshaw's living his fucking truth right now. Jesus <laughs> Christ. People have that kind of re- revulsion because that's what they'd rather be doing. So, Nick, you know, dude, you're living a fucking dream. He just, he's like, $5 matinees. And I want to, if I, I think I have Tuesdays off next month. I might take him up on this because I've only made it through three movies in a whole day. So I'm going to see if I can do this with him. But um, he went and he's like, I was up here 14 hours. Just watched all the films, ate popcorn, drink soda. I'm like, what? He's like, started off with Mission Impossible. Cause he's seen that like Tom, six times. He's seen it six times. I still, also, I still, I still don't know if he's joking. But when Bradshaw's like, I'm gay, I'm like, are you? He's like, mm, I'll never tell. <laughs> I was like, you crafty minks, you. And I'm like, you know, I can see it because Tom Cruise. He really loves Tom Cruise. He does, uh, man. God, uh, we, he was going to be our Mets correspondent, but he's uh, he's back here. And we're going to get him out. We're going to pay him a nice salary. And he's going to go uh, get Pete Alonso quotes. But no. So we went and watched Oppenheimer. And uh, he's not on the pod, so... Nick, if I if I uh, if I mess if, if I mess this up, I'm sorry, but he uh, I was uh, I was kind of dogging how you you know how people will just find ways to hate things because it thinks them, it makes them seem intelligent. We're guilty yeah. of that. I mean, it's a contrarian it's Twitter, thing, Twitter, right? Twitter always. Yes, it's being a contrarian cut, and I saw like some of that with like Oppenheimer and one of my other film friends who like went to film school uh thomas uh Rosslin, really cool guy he said he saw it and he gave it like a high glowing remark and thomas is like a card carrying communist and so i was like oh, okay so it might be pretty based and it is very based it is um you know probably still like liberal schlock to some folks but the politics of it for a nolan film are pretty good yeah. um anti-bomb pro getting communist pussy Oppenheimer is a pussy, you know, and I think they, I honestly think they handled that marvelously. Um, the more I think about that film, the more I agree with Bradshaw that he said it's a masterpiece. It is like the first, tell me if you got this vibe, the first 45 minutes of that movie are so like frenetic. Yes. It's, it's, it's very chaotic. It's very like scattered. And like, I can see someone having a criticism of that, but I think, I think, I think Nolan's too good of a director to not do that intentionally, where he's like, let's oh, yeah. fucking speed well, this up. Because it's Oppenheimer, like, recollecting, you know, because it kind of does, does the Dunkirk thing, folks. It jumps between, like, a hearing. It jumps between, um, like, a, not a trial, but it was... it was, it was was um, His security clearance. Uh, re- yeah, the security re- clearance hearing. I, did, I just yeah. didn't want to say hearing twice like a fucking idiot. And then him in his life and building the bomb... And it's told through Oppenheimer's perspective, and I think it's disjointed for that because I think we're this is all occurring while we're in the meeting with him, because it seems like everything that's everything's running parallel to that meeting, and I think that's where the set of the story is yeah. like taking place, and he's flashing back, and all this fragmentation for like his life is him frantically trying to remember it to basically tell tell the u.s government that he that he fucking loved communist pussy so but um bradshaw had this point though and so i hope i do it justice he pointed out that christopher nolan teaches uh his audience how to watch a movie and i really like this point he brought up because he says everything that you that is a, a christopher nolan film the whole entire thing is explained within 10 minutes of it 10 minutes you already have you already have i compared it to a thesis statement because christopher nolan's like a fucking nerd you know okay um so you know the opening epigraph with uh quoting um uh you know the i think i forgot what it is prometheus took the fire gave it to man and then he was tortured for the rest of eternity that's the whole fucking movie um tenet when you know John David Washington's character says, "Don't try to make sense of this. Just go with it, because that movie's all on vibe." Yeah, it's one hundred percent all on. I've vibe, seen you know? Tenet like three times, and I'm still like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. They're just—it's all back. about just—they're moonwalking backwards. There's fucking gunshots going back into guns. It's fucking crazy, but it's awesome. Like, the- and it's—it's it's a point I haven't seen, and I, you know, 
Bradshaw, as we know, and we're not saying this like to like uh, like lightly, folks. We're not saying this because we're being insensitive. Br- Bradshaw's got weaponized autism, um, oh, yeah. and he's honed it, fucking <laughs> honed it with with movies. It's real fun. So yeah. I mean, um, realistically, the dude needs to just start, like, a sub-stack and just start writing movie reviews. Like, have a creative outlet, dude. Like, bro, I have uh, I have a Thor review of Barbie I'm going to publish. Like, I, I'll tell Bradshaw if he wants. You could, you I mentioned it to him, too, yeah. Or better yet, he should do, he should do so, some kind of content creation. Did you know, it, do, you, do you know the connection between Thor and Bradshaw? What is it? They fuck? Uh, yeah, no. Um, so Thor's Whoa. Thor's uh, late dad um, was actually yeah. Nick's uh, godfather. Fun fact. Wow, that's neat. I can yeah. see. I can see. There you yeah, go. Yeah. The more you nice. know, the more our fans. The more you know, folks, so you can um, harass these real life people. Do you think I? You know, I don't know if that's the case though. Like that analysis on Christopher Nolan for like Interstellar. Because, like, that, I mean, in the first ten minutes, like, if we're using that as, like, a hard line kind of thing, I mean, Mm -hmm. you see, like, if you're going to make the argument that, oh, well, you know that this father would do anything for his kids despite being obsessed with science and, you know, space again. Like, if that's the thing, because, you know, the whole love is the only thing that can, you know, go between dimensions. It's the only thing that can jump between that stuff. Like. Okay, that's kind of a weak argument to me. Um, it's not as strong of like a Christopher Nolan, uh, or to back up that claim that n- you know exactly what's going on in a Nolan movie within ten minutes. Like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's also well, my favorite Dunkirk, of his movies. So, yeah, I love Interstellar. I really don't get why people shit on it because, uh, like, oh yeah, we just want to see all the sciencey nerd shit. I'm like. Uh, yeah, I'm. I want to be. I want to feel something more for. I want to feel more drawn to these characters. So, fuck me if he's like ah, Murph, Murph, you know, Murph. or he's one. He's one of that sweet Anne Hathaway. That sweet Anne Hathaway. Well, the only thing yes. I could complain about Interstellar is that, like, okay, so they're going into a black hole. Yeah, and there's no gays that, there. There's no gays. That's none. What, yeah. There's none. No gays. No Jews. It's yeah. uh, what Marcus Stroman wants. <laughs> well he likes gay people he just doesn't like that yeah. but i don't know anyway, i, I no, was no, gonna go... say like the whole you know you're gonna go into a black hole and that's gonna take you into this other universe like doesn't suffer spaghettification or whatever yeah i mean you would be like i mean it's an imploding star you would be smashed like the second you go, yeah. that gravity would destroy well, you you know that's like if you're gonna critique that science like okay but just yeah yeah and know, i would and I would throw ice at people that do that. At some point, he's got to be like, hey, you know, we're going to explore, like, these themes with science that are really interesting. At the end of the day, it's got to be a fucking movie. Yeah. So there could be like, some magic. It? It's fine. Like, like I'll give you a better example because I'm bad about this. I hate the movie Patton. I don't like the movie Patton because they don't use realistic World War II equipment, which is mega nerd shit. <laughs> like, but I don't like it for that. I really don't. They're using, like, fucking Vietnam-era tanks. At some point, like, if I'm like, don't watch it for that, you people should throw, like, trash at me. But if it's like, yeah, it's for, like, these things only, but, like, it's still a good movie. Like, I do recognize it's a brilliant film still. But, like, I just cannot. I cannot. My fucking World War II brain won't let me function while watching that. I get well, so mad at it. That's how uh, Kramer was with uh, watching it, watching Oppenheimer with me, because he kept talking about how... Really? That, uh, you know... After, oh, no. after you Frame. know, the after the bomb goes off, yeah, newsflash, folks, they tested a bomb in the movie. I hope I don't And it's bad. Anything. The bomb is bad. Um, but after he tests the bomb, you know, he's speaking to all the people at Los Alamos, and he, uh, all the people waving those U.S. flags, they're, they have got 50 stars on them, which there wouldn't have been 50 stars. Oh, Christ, he wouldn't notice. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, because Kramer would notice that shit. And would be oh, like, God. Yeah. Kramer's got some pretty. Kramer's got ADHD, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. That's what. It's... He, like, honestly, I just get mean to him at bars because we'll be talking and he just starts like yammering about fucking Napoleon and like I love the guy, but I'm I just call him Bert because that's I mean it, it is like I'm Tom Segura and he's Bert and he just won't shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> just... 
Well, yeah, it was kind of interesting because he came in, he saw my little... I need to update and actually read these books because I've been reading all the stupid Cardinal books. But he saw I had Red Famine on uh, to read and he knew who Ann Applebaum was. So I was like, that's kind of cool. That's cool you know that. So, yeah. Josh, you have good friends. I'm just I saying, do have you have good, good friends. friends. Yeah. You have good friends. You have good smart, uh, smart gentlemen. Said Homer. So Oppenheimer's really good, folks. And uh, from like for our leftist friends over you know, our leftist you know, listeners, for all the fascists out there that want to see it, um, you're not going to like it. The Nazis lose in it, so don't even bother seeing it. Uh, for all our lefties out there, um, the way they portray uh, socialists and communists in it, I thought was really impressive on Nolan's part because they portray he them doesn't like normal per- people who aren't they, like fucking yes. cells like so what was it Chivalet? i can't remember the the professor the french professor like oppenheimer and his wife are like we're bad parents we can't take care of this kid as an infant and his mm-hmm. fucking communist friends like we'll take care of this kid yeah man we got it you know yeah. you'll be fine no yeah, question that's, just like okay yeah no yeah. Qu- we got your back like florence Pugh, the you know the, the uh, she's playing gene oh christ I forgot her name He's playing his, uh, his, his immediate love interest uh, at the beginning of the film. You know, uh, she's not terrible. She's like, oh, yeah, I have these complex feelings that aren't motivated by, like, that aren't indicative of my ideology. It's because I don't know what I, you know, I don't know what I want from this man who also doesn't know what he quite wants from me, who is a womanizer, you know. Like, they portray them so normally, and... Something I noticed with the film, um, you know, for those who like that Sean Nagasaki uh, Hiroshima video, is that they have the scientific team, which has this willingness to want to reach out and work with the Soviets over the bomb because they're allies in the war. And every single time they suggest that, the U.S. Army is like, if you fucking do that, we're going to bury you up to your head. (laughs) Like in sand, we're going to kill you. We're going to, we'll beat the shit out of you, that type of thing. And, like, the government officials that are often depicted in it, like, Matt Damon's character is the only human one. I feel like the way they captured Leslie Groves is the only human one. Everyone else, strictly paranoid, like, in, a, in, in like, an unreasonable way. Like, reasonable for his time, obviously. They're capturing it, yeah. what the characters are. Well, I um, loved his uh, interview at, like, their little reauthorization, like, appeal hearing that he was yeah. having. I wouldn't fucking get any of them. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I just turned to Kramer during the movie, and I'm like, yeah, he's playing the fucking game. Like, I mean, this is, like, that's why he's so, like, relatable is because that's what anyone would fucking do. They're not going to, yeah. I mean, they're not going to piss off the power at B, but they are going to, you know, also back up, like, their guys. It just wasn't enough to, you know, yeah. do anything. So, um, Yeah, so they, you know, conclude bomb bad. You know, Oppenheimer's an egomaniac driven by, you know, the need to create this thing. And then once he's created, he has no idea. He's now, he fully understands what he's done. And um, I noticed that as like, um, tell me if you notice this, if I'm onto something here. So the entire time where he's formulating possible spoilers, it's, I wouldn't say this, three hour movie. Um, so he's, you know, he's, you know, he's theorist. So he's, how do I make this thing? All right, you know, how do I create something that that I'm theoretically formulating in my head? And so you have like this the various sparks and like the and it, it is what an atomic bomb does when it explodes. As soon as like the movie got, I'm like, I'm gonna go look at like atomic bombs and stuff like that. I'm gonna go feel real shitty. And like what Nolan is showing whenever he has like these brain flashes where you have these like eureka moments or these moments where he's pondering where he's on the right track, he's showing bits and pieces of the atomic bomb going off and that all stops whenever he does the trinity test that great scene awesome scene when they detonate it okay and then now it's filled with horror it's filled with what have i done (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i thought i think they captured that well like this conundrum and it's a very human thing because like he's grilled about this he's like so why do you now feel sorry for this sort of thing do you feel sorry for hiroshima and nagasaki you know, you're an advocate for not us not wanting to develop the hydrogen bomb. But, like, did you give a shit about those people? It's like, I just built the thing. I didn't, like, control what happened. It's like, okay, so you don't really feel bad? Like, what's, what, what, uh, you know, where, where's your, you know, is your moral laundry clean enough now? 
like yeah. or is it still you still got some blood on it and like i thought that was great i that left it up to us it showed that you know his dilemma or not dilemma uh, his battle is that he he knows what he did is fucked up at the time you know sure it made sense we gotta beat the nazis right uh but it becomes less so yeah, driven they beat the by Nazis. the Nazis are before done, the yeah. But then yeah. Japan is basically all on the way out. Like they, you know, and they say was, that, and I respect Nolan for keeping that in because they're like, yeah, this war is going to end soon. Yeah, but we're so. you know just to you know put a period. We at the are end of our here. Sentence. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can talk long. We are here at Los Alamos, and we're going to build this fucking bomb, and we're going to drop it on Japanese people. That's why you're all here is a common hatred for the Japanese race. And everyone applauded him, and they built the bomb. So, anyway, great movie. That took, like, 10, 15 minutes. Um, yeah. Um, I do want to make one, that... one quick thing, Oh, go ahead. Though. The uh, go ahead. little conversation he has with Einstein, you know, where, you know, Einstein's basically like, you know, these are the, I mean, you're not prepared for the ramifications of your discovery, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. Einstein discovers the theory of relativity and that changes the game and it has all these, you know, f- in w- some ways adverse kind of, re- you know, reactions and, you know, side effects in society. Well, same thing with this in a way, like, well, not, not in a way directly. I mean, like you created the nuclear bomb and, you know, you... Mm-hmm. <laughs> hit some major population centers of Japan. Like, although kudos to the U S government for not hitting Kyoto. Cause they didn't want, Oh to no, that's culture. my favorite scene. I was just about to say <laughs> when fucking Stillwell. this really happened too. this is why I was, this is why we really have a, I was able to kind of let my guard down with the movie. He was like, my wife and I go there. It's very nice to see. It'd be a shame if we blew it up. Yeah. I was like, fucking come on. Like, he's like, major cultural center to Japanese, but mainly my wife and I go there to scream at Japanese people when they get our orders wrong at the cafe. So let's not destroy that. We're going to go to that after the war. Like, get the fuck out. Oh, before this, spoiler alert, Harry Truman's in it. Um, yeah, he's a little cocksucker. <laughs> Dude, I laughed my ass off with the Harry Truman scene. <laughs> Make no, Missouri proud, Harry. Little, get this crybaby out of my office. <laughs> well. Fucking A, making Missouri proud, Harry. Hell yeah. Mm. So, Anyway, that was Sloppin' Slimer. Yeah, we had fun. Yeah. I might go watch it again. It's a great movie. I do find um, the uh, parallels interesting. You know, it's the, you know, yeah. the guilt that Oppenheimer feels, right, um, from the bomb. It's the guilt. And, yeah, it's the guilt I know, feel for help making this podcast. It's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what what we've done to this world. <laughs> uh, but I find the parallels interesting to like the whole. Uh, are you going to hold, like, the uh, gun manufacturers um, responsible for, you know, maybe gun violence? Like, again, I'm, like, I'm, I'm torn on that because I'm, like, it's just another fucking industry. Yeah, they're making weapons, but, you know, are they necessarily responsible? Eh, I don't know. But yeah. I do find that whole discussion very similar to this because, you know, hey, you made this thing that's going to kill, you know, thousands hundreds of thousands of people and cause cancer to not only yourself but everyone at los alamos lab well, it's gonna you're... it's gonna create a new world that is built on mutual mutual destruction that's the threat we have to coexist because we could at any moment could annihilate one another like that that's a, it's a frightening fucking world right yeah um yeah it's uh i uh I'm kind of curious. Like, I was thinking about... So, I'm going to have to rewatch the Batman films because it's... Nolan's not very, like, public with his politics. And I felt like this was his most based film. And I kind of feel like his last three or four films have been a shift to what I thought he proposed in the Dark Knight series, which is, you know, uh, like... I th- you drawn a parallel between living in a post 9-11 world and the extents that liberal democracies will go to and play with, yeah, I mean, play with fascistic elements or, you know, police state elements. Also, like, you know, we're an odd, uh, I thought, uh, parallel he did in Dark Knight Rises with, you know, the Occupy movement. But, like, 
you know, I feel like, especially in Oppenheimer, I think that kind of undone some of that bad politics I think he had with the Batman trilogy. Yeah. And, you know, Dunkirk, I guess, if it's political, uh, you know, it fucking hates fascists. So that's good. That's based. Well, I mean, you think about Interstellar. I mean, the whole first half of that movie. I mean, not first half. Climate change, yeah. Well, you got climate change. You have propaganda, basically, um, mm-hmm. counteracting that. I mean, g- just generally, like, you know, trying to whitewash the truth or even cover up the truth entirely, saying, oh, we didn't go to the moon. No, that was yep. that was all to bankrupt the Soviets, like – that whole thing, you know, the, that's, I mean, to me, I feel like that's got a liberal slant just because I feel like that's, I don't know, someone could, someone could look at that the other way and say, yeah, this is just like the lies they told us about the vaccine. <laughs> like, sure, I yeah. guess, but to me, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's at least putting, you know, truth and almost like maybe good journalism, um, yeah. you know, above, um, Maybe the greater good or what's convenient to say at the time. He showed so. solidarity with the SAG AFRA uh, strike. Yeah. So, dude's you know, based. I think Nolan. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Nolan's a little better than like your average ordinary lib, and uh, I think he's a phenomenal filmmaker. I know people. Again, I just don't know why people go after him. His films are good. They're yeah. great spectacle. They have they have something to say, even if it's goofy. You know, I can't. How about this? It strikes me odd if someone can sit through a Christopher Nolan film and be completely bored with it. Like that, that he's good. He's good at entertainment and he just so happens to say some cool shit. Sometimes he's, he can be a good writer. So he's up there. We should get, I mean, I guess boots, Riley, Christopher Nolan, to collab on a movie. Oh Christ. Yeah. No, yeah, let's get him boots pill. Boots can be like, let me tell I'll tell you the secrets of communist pussy, my brother. Uh, A fucking a fucking interstellar version of uh uh, sorry to bother you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he's great. I put him up, you know, I put him up. In that upper echelon, like he's James Cameron esque, like movies about something that are spectacle and wonder, you know. Um, he just makes some more often than James Cameron. So, he's in that. Great man theory. Great man theory. So. Well, and Jay, you know, he doesn't spend like 30 years writing a story and create a whole universe around some fucking blue people on a, another planet. Hey, man, that's cool. Fucking hot, fucking sexy blue cat people murdering yeah. Marines. That's I fucking mean, base. Avatar's fine. Like, I don't, I don't hate the franchise. I've, I've seen both of them. I mean, I like them. I just am not like the... It's... I don't know. I I don't see. I, I feel like you really set the expectations high when you're like, you know what, Avatar, it's gotta be the fourth. It's gotta be the fourth greatest movie of all time for it to basically um, not lose money because of all the CGI and shit that they have to put into it. Um, yeah, those movies are huge. But I'm huge. Yeah, sure. we're, but we're getting smaller because we're going to the gym, Tom. We are. I uh, almost threw up. Holy shit, I went too hard. It was humid in that motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I got on that Jacob's Ladder because uh, Josh and I... Josh came over and did some lifts with me, did some bench presses with me. Um, I thought I could get 225. It sucks, but I hit out at 185, so I know I can get stronger. But Josh throwing it down, showing it, showing that showing that big boy strength, and then... Uh, uh, with my workouts, I try and uh, have something that makes my, you know, increases my heart rate and gets me sweating. So they have like a Jacob's ladder machine. I have no idea if no one knows what it is. So I'll explain it. It's just a collapsing ladder, like on a decline, and it's momentum driven. And I did that for the almost the entire duration of Beck's uh, loser. I'm like, huh. we put on a song, we're listening to the song while we do it. I didn't make it the whole thing, but I went pretty deep, like two and a half, three minutes, and like. I sat down, breathing heavily, which is calm. You know, I'm just, you know, panting. And I'm like, I might fucking throw up. So I go into, like, the bathroom. They have, like, separate, like, you know, regular, you know, like, private bathrooms. So I went in there, and, I, like, I'm just kneeling in front of the toilet. I do one dry heave, but nothing's coming out. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, let's puke. Let's puke. And I just sit on the bathroom floor for, like, 15 minutes. And then finally my body's like, I think we're good, Chief. We can go back out. Mm. Then we went out and played um, our favorite game of horse. <laughs> we have a different name for it. We can't yeah. say on the pod. 
but we played that, and yeah, I've been, on, I've been on a winning streak. Doing it for slurs instead. Yes, yes, that's mm, evil, evil. Uh, I'm on, I'm on a streak, man. I have a four game winning streak. Yeah, you are on so a streak. You're, it's about time you get hot. You're gonna get hot. You didn't. Dude. And yesterday, I, w- I was hot, man. I was not like I was probably shooting like fifty percent from the key. Like I was just nailing these fucking threes. And yeah. Did today, you go when I the sun went down? Because I no. think that's really the same time. I think yeah. maybe you have to get into a rhythm with it by hitting those first top of the key three bomb or three shots, and like that sun will like be like, yeah, I'm in your face, dude. You're gonna have to shoot somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also had like music on. You know, I had my headphones in, so maybe oh, like, yeah, having yeah, that yeah. kind of rhythm. You had that rhythm. Helps a oh bit. yeah, you had. Yeah. It. You were cooking. You were cooking. I was cooking. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I'll, um, I'll come back. I'll rise like I, Phoenix. When I played basketball in high school, I could not make my body shoot a three. It was like um, shoot like shooting a basketball should be one fluid motion, right? Uh, but I would do it in like parts, like part one, part two. Like arch your knees, lean back, throw it up. It's like the Charles was... Barkley golf swing. Like, <laughs> no, you're a hundred percent right. That's how it was. And like, I'd have to get my whole body into it to fucking shot put this motherfucker to just missile it off the backboard. So I was like, I'll just learn to shoot bank shots from fifteen feet away. <laughs> <laughs> just odd shit like that. And now. Uh, I don't think it's it's not I I'm going to say it's lifting because it's good to feel like this, you know, this is paying off. I think it's cuz I'm 32 years old and I think I know my body better. But now it's gotten to where I'm like, "Oh yeah, I have like a motion now with threes and now, you know, I can hit maybe 15 to 20% of them." Like um whenever Josh and I play our game of something, um I guess it's like an unwritten rule. Uh, but like whenever we're getting, you know, we're going for the coup de gras when we're going for the final letter on a guy or on, on one of us, uh, we try and hit it. We try and make it a three ball is what we do. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, good exercise. I feel like, you know, I can shoot now. It feels great. It gives me something to feel good about, which, uh, and keep in mind, it's not like. Yeah, no, yeah. It's not like uh, I'm raining threes on Josh. It's just that I uh, do goofy shit. Like, go out and I'm like, where's the hashtag? We're going to go 10 feet out, and I'm going to bank this in. You're like, what? You're like, oh, you fucking idiot. This, like, it, I know it kills you a little. But like, why is he doing this old man shit? Because that's what old men do. <laughs> they don't go for the net. They fucking put it over their head, and they just shoot it from 10, 15 feet off the glass. I mean, it's good geometry. And you just bank it in. And then I get a lead, and then... The one yesterday, I had like a four-letter lead, and I couldn't hit threes, and then you just started hitting corner shots, because you were cold, but you, for some reason, could hit corner threes, (laughs) and you came back within one. I was like, I'm going to fucking lose this. Go do a reverse layup. Go mix it up, Tom. Like, no, you must die in the way of our ancestors. (laughs) (laughs) I must give my opponent the common decency he'd give me. By seeking, by seeking a fucking twenty-five foot ducket. <laughs> so. Jesus, it's oh, been fun man. shooting threes. Is fun. Um, anyway, what do we have to talk we're... about baseball? Um, we should yeah. talk about um, the Angels Paul... aren't or Paul DeYoung. Are fine. Oh yeah, let's talk about him. Paul DeYoung. Yeah. Maybe I guess is going to stay here because well, he... the Dodgers picked up uh, Kai Kiki, Kiki, Enrique Hernandez, yeah. and Ahmad Rosario, so he's not going there. The Red Sox We're... might be interested, though. In a... That's what I was about to say. We're still yeah. holding out hope the Red Sox want to buy, and uh, and by buy, they pick up Pauly D. Because we really don't want Nick to leave Twitter. Um, oh, no, that would be yeah. terrible. That yeah, would be so be... terrible yeah. to continue tagging accounts that we don't want to piss off. <laughs> That would be terrible. We yeah. got to teach that boy subtly, or sub, I can't say it. You subtweeting. Know subtweeting. Yeah. yeah, just say subtweeting. Gotta or sub xing. Is that what it's called now? What is sub it? Yeah, what is the? What is Jane? What is this crazy thing? Yeah, Jane, I, don't under, I forgot. I don't understand. Hey, we're we're on blue sky. All um. We did. Bravo came Ryan. through. Yeah, he should not for Ryan. you. Bravo. Why? Why? We had such a good bit going. You were going to give it to Ryan, then you were going to give it to me, and I was going to make the worst fans pay. I may have. 
threatened him when I suggested that his t-shirt I'm sending out would have would have my maybe yours but definitely my balls rubbed on it and I know he said yummy tangy you know but I think that really I think that really scared him mm. I think that really scared him I personally love it when my shirt smell like a nice old bag of salt and vinegar chips but yeah. I got I got I got to get this next salvo going I was going to get it out Tuesday but I got wrapped up so I'm going to get this out cuz uh Cran's going to Poland so I want to make sure she gets it before Hell yeah she goes to Poland. Bro, Grant, why Poland? Why Poland? It's so fucking... Ugh. Just have sausage? I don't know. You're probably from Poland. I just insulted your ancestry. So. Mm. They're going to they're gonna fucking kill the Russians. Do you know that? They applied for uh, nu- <laughs> to see if they can get nuclear weapons. Cause, oh. uh, and the Poles are crazy. They will... You, what Ukraine's doing to Russia is pretty... It's based, obviously, but, you know, them fucking up the Russians, um, the Poles really want to be a part of that. (laughs) The Poles are chomping at the bit. They're like, come on, fucking Article 5, let's go, let's go. So, be safe over there, our sweet, sweet Cran. We love you, Cran. Cran, carry a gun. I know they don't like that when you take them in the airports, but if they don't like that, you know, say it's your religion. And make it a specific religion that everyone respects, like Islam. You know how America has treated... Don't use Islam. (laughs) Cran, it's a different time. This isn't the America... We don't live in a post-9-11 America anymore. We live in a a post-vibes America. We live in a pre-9-12 America. That's right. Cran, America has solved racism. Okay? They've solved bigotry. This is a perfect world. You certainly won't run into any issues at the airport if you did that. In fact, don't listen to us. We're goofballs. We want you to come back alive. Um, anyway, yeah. Thanks, Bravo. Yeah, so Paul DeYoung is Paul? On, possibly on the move. Um, I'm torn on if I want him to go or not. Um, I did hear, you know, I got into one of those, like, uh, Twitter spaces today, and Janelle Dunn was talking. We love Janelle. Yeah. Fan of the pod. Oh, Janelle. Fan of the pod. And, um... She was, I guess, saying how, like, even, like, like she's tweeted something pro-Paul Young, and even Andrea, his mom, got fucking pissy with her on Twitter. And Really? Yeah. Like, I, I, I oh, just no. caught, like, the tail end of her. Her and Betty it. Burleson throwing, going ham. <laughs> <laughs> Eileen, Eileen Flaherty's got those mamas fucking picking yeah. up their fucking pikes here. <laughs> There's blood coming out of their eyes or whatever. What if, like, it takes, like, all of the Cardinals players' as moms just, like, banding together and just, like, basically raiding the box that Bazalok's in? It's <laughs> just like, let our boys play! Let them play! Well, you saw Karen Carlson. Yeah! Tweet about Dil- yeah, that was funny. So he's, These he's Cardinal moms, moms man, I tell you what, they're after, they, they'll fucking protect their Cubs better than Holly will, that's mm-hmm. for sure. So... Amazing. Maybe they should manage. See how they handle a bullpen. But yeah. Um, Can you imagine them coming out to yell at an umpire? My son didn't fucking swing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lady. Jesus Christ. All right, sure. Overturns his call. Well, you fuck. You go fuck with her, David Ross. Yeah. You, I was gonna die. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Who else? Okay, so let's just catch up on the trade rumors. We got DeYoung. Yeah. The Red Sox possibly showing interest. We've got um, Montgomery basically being the bell of the ball as far as realistic trade candidates on the Cardinals. Everyone kind of wants him, including the Red Sox, I know. Um, yeah. There is uh, the – oh, I forgot. I, I – an addendum. I'm, I'm my ombudsman here, okay? I fucked up why uh, we were making fun of Denton earlier. Aside from the Arenado thing – it's because he was saying that the cards in his newsletter might resign Jack Flaherty. I'm sorry, folks. That's thank you for bringing it up, Josh, because that's why. That's the other news. We might resign Jordan Hicks or Jack Flaherty. Yeah, I'd rather have he, Flaherty. I don't like Jordan Hicks, so. Oh, I'd rather have Hicks. I I'm, I love Flaherty, but I, his numbers the last four years have been. I mean, he's a. 
I'm just saying it's one less question Let's send mark in the rotation. You know they're not going to go. This off season isn't great for starting pitching free agents. I mean, we talked about that. I last think time. it's. I think it's good. Well, I see opportunity there, and I think it's good enough for that. But I'm trying to think here. Hicks should be on the block, but yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think you should immediately. I mean, there is utility with him. Hicks is a great reliever. Okay, he's, he's fine. taking a huge. Well, he's, he's taking good a huge right step now. this year. Well, he's taking a huge step this year because now he's punching guys out, and I think that's like, I think, I think it's been. It's great for his development. I think this is the Jordan Hicks that we've all been wanting to show up. Okay? So, I'm trying to think, because I don't think our farm system is going to fucking bail either of these out. So, you know, you're going to have to fix both the rotation and the bullpen, right? So, I mean, if you're trading two pitchers, you can obviously get pitchers back. You can sign them in free agency. But, like... What are you getting back for if you get rid of... Because Helsley's on the block. Hicks is on the block. Stratton's definitely on the block, too. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think... I mean, you know, if you re-sign Hicks, that's one less question mark in the fucking bullpen, right? You think. I'm fine with it if they re-sign him, but, I mean, yeah, I think they should be shopping around, obviously. So. Well, but. I don't know, man. I just, I'm, I'm afraid this front office is gonna somehow like screw up the like being a seller at the deadline. Like it's literally, it's got to be the easiest job as a general manager is being like, you know what, we have these guys on expiring contracts. We're probably not gonna resign them next year. Or be able to, mm. let's maximize value. Start floating these guys and fill some holes in our system. Whoever gives well, us saw, the best offer, like it can't well, be that fucking hard. You saw what the White Sox got from um, the Angels. The Angels. The yeah, White it was Sox a good haul. Said, yeah, great haul. Great haul for the White Sox. Uh, they picked up uh, Lucas Giolito, who I've been big on, um, very much like. Uh, his savant number is kind of meh, but I, I think he, one, he's still pretty young, and I think that wouldn't have been a bad, uh, uh that wouldn't have been a bad like rec. I didn't really say reclamation project. It was a bad risk reward. They picked up him and Reynaldo Lopez, um, um, who is a hard throwing reliever. He's having like an okay season. Uh, and what the Sox got is like two top ten prospects from uh, from the Angels. So yeah. great, great for them. <laughs> it's like well, and an, so an like, important thing for uh, Giolito's stock now in the off season when he's trying to get a big deal is he won't have the ties to the comp pick anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So that makes him even more lucrative to get a big deal in the off season. So it's kind of like a win, win, win in this situation. It's good for the player. And it's good for both teams. Like hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just don't know. I I really really want this team just to fucking break it down. Like I want to see Yvonne Herrera be able to play more regularly. I don't want to get rid of Wilson necessarily, but if some team gave us, you know, a couple of their top five prospects and it's a team without a, you know, a shit farm system. Yeah, sure. Granted, I, that does, you know, the big cost of that is it doesn't look good for future free agents. Right. Because yeah, I mean, that's the cost. Um, and I don't think you can if, do that more than once. I think you can do that, like, once with Willie, and then after that, if you do it again, like, you're going to be really hard-pressed to get anyone there. Which sucks, because we're already at a disadvantage because we're in fucking St. Louis, Missouri. Like, you're already at a disadvantage. Money-wise, city-wise, <laughs> culture, everything. Chris Chris Bryant was right, and, like, why the fuck would you go to St. Louis? There's nothing here. It does have stuff here, but, like... You know, if you could live on the East Coast or the West Coast, where there's many a things, I mean, I kind of figure people would prefer that. I mean, at least it ain't fucking Pittsburgh. I mean, goddamn, those Yenzers, those damn Yenzers, let me yeah. tell you. Or Detroit. But, oh, God, that poor city. Like, if you can get prospects like that for a rental like Giolito, and, like, the guys they picked up are, like, Kai Bush and uh, Edgar Cuero. And Quero's having a fine season. Bush is kind of struggling. But, I mean, they're prospects. I mean, this shit happens, right? Um, if, like, the tone is set for that, 
okay, then, you know, we kind of know what the the barometer is for what it is for, like, a middle-of-the-rotation starter because I would say um, Monty is better than Giolito. Yeah. He's having a better season, right? So The name um, I'm surprised that hasn't been floated around is Yepes. Like, what are we doing with the guy? Been, like, well, <laughs> he should be traded out of a, a like as a he should be mercy. traded out of a sense of yeah out of a not even like out of a sense of moral conviction. Okay, I don't fucking care who we get back for him, but he hasn't played that much in the majors, Josh. So yeah. like he has no value to it. Even though like everyone probably knows he can probably he can hold his own up here. They're like, well, yeah, let's see what he can do up here. I'm like, yeah. he had like a 750 some OPS, hit that big home run. I mean, yeah, the dude game. can hit 20. I mean, if he played every day, I genuinely believe he can hit between 20 and 30 homers. He like, would, as a DH, yeah, he would hit 20 bombs. He'd have a 750 to 800 OPS. He'd be fine. He'd be fine. Like like Luke Voigt. I see him as Luke Voigt. So. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know. I just feel bad for the guy because he's just going to rot. <laughs> I don't think we're – I kind of see if they're going to trade outfield, they'll probably trade Carlson more so than O'Neal because O'Neal has no value because of how hurt he is. Yeah. But, you know, oh, it's a man, it's if they fucking, fucking trade mess. Carlson. I mean, you know, like, it's going to – I mean, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but Jesus Christ, you can't – you can't get rid of him in the next offseason for peanuts when you were unwilling to move him for fucking – uh, like la- last year, oh my god, my brain. Juan Soto, like you, you can't, like well, you can't justify it, that. Well, an addendum to that because it's a meme, so I want to make sure I correct it here. Okay, um, Dylan Carlson was the breaking point. Is that the Nats wanted everything else with it, and Carlson was just part of that. So like, and like it's a meme, you know. And I hate to correct it because you're my because I love you. But, like, it would just be unfair for Dylan, for people like, yeah, well, why aren't you fucking hitting? We didn't trade you for Soto. It was just part of a numerous things. Well, sure. But, like, like what, weren't the makings of that deal where it'd be, like, any combination of, like, like Dylan Carlson, Nolan Gorman, and maybe, like, one or two other prospects, but not, like, not Mason Wynn or not Jordan Walker. It was, like, it, literally any other prospect included in that. Yeah, I think, like, for Seth, I mean, like, for me, when it comes to Carlson, is that he's young, and at his worst right now, he is a league average center fielder, which is hard to find. He is fine. And I don't think he's going to be... This obviously can change. I'm an idiot. I thought he was Monte Grandel last year was going to be a top, a top catcher in baseball. But I don't see Carlson as maybe like a fringe all-star some years. I don't see him as one. I see him as a guy who's going to have... Like a 105 to 110 OPS plus, he's going to be a two and a half to three war player. He's just going to be a solid, dependable guy that starts. And the thing is, I'm fine with that. Like I, like I'm 100 percent fine with it. People should be in, fine with that. I'm in favor of moving O'Neill over Carlson. I am in favor yes. of moving him. When be- O'Neill gets hurt, it's catastrophic. When yeah. Carlson gets hurt, it's annoying. Like. Carlson's usually back within a lot of amount of time. He's just a little. It's just luckier, I guess. But like, Dylan's younger, has more years of control. He, you know, I think it'd just be, it'd be a shame, and it would be, I would probably say, unless you get back a real sure thing for him, it'd be very foolish to move a guy like that. I think Carlson is, you know, if we got. Let's say he plays eight years here and he racks up 16 to 20 Fangraphs war. That's amazing production. That's Ray Langford shit right there, guys. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't fucking want that. So. Uh, but, I don't know. They got to move that outfield around. So, it's I starting to have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be him because I don't think O'Neal has any value. And I don't think the Cardinals are just willing to trade him to trade him. So. Yeah. Well, depressing. Yeah. yeah. Baseball. Baseball's a stupid ass sport. I feel Marcus like we've Stroman adequately talked about choice. baseball. Oppenheimer. Um, Slop and Slimer. You know. Yeah. I, uh, what was the my uh, <coughs> dumb my dumb blue sky zeet or tweet or whatever, which was uh, 
call what I say? Call me Sloppenheimer the way she robs on my J. It, yeah. it was dumb. It was fucking gold. It no. was fucking gold. It was magic. It was fucking magic, boyo. Mm. Oh, I'm a so gay. Man. Yeah. Well, um, we should shout out the patrons before. Well, we should have crumble champs. Uh, let's do the crumbles. Um, oh, yeah. Starting with Will Little, who threw out his third Cardinal of the year. What a <laughs> champ. Will Little's interesting. As I've said uh, on Twitter, uh, one of the best ball strike callers in the game. And I mean that. Like, history's shown it. He has got fucking eagle vision, man. Before Pat Hoberg, it was Will Little. But, to quote uh, my umpiring mentor, who uh, had a who had Will Little as a teacher, uh, Will Little is a prick. And he encourages umps to be pricks. He says, be a prick. And uh, he's thrown out Ollie twice. He's thrown out Nolan. Um, you know, I'm sure Ollie's a prick, whatever. But I'm going to probably chalk it up that Will Little is probably more of a prick. So, Will Little... You're the Crumble Coin Champ! Bang, 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 bang. Where's that soundboard? Get some gunshots. Yeah, bah, 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 bah. yeah let me... Uh, let Do me it with it. yours. Do it with yours. You cook with yours, baby. Um, yeah. Headshot! Um, yeah. It just says head, headshot. Um, you have one fucking job. Jesus Christ. Oh, yep, going to get a DMCA strike. That's great. That's so good. <laughs> um, who is my crumble coin champ? California Nick wouldn't have fucked this up. <laughs> uh, Come on, you got a crumble see. champ. You got, I'll a, you got a crumble champ. My crumble coin champ. Jesus Christ, it's Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to say it's Ian Happ. Um, I know we've already talked half. about it, but uh, you know what, man? You you got a funky backswing, but, you know, shit happens. You might have just uh, Jason LaRue Wilson Contreras, but, you know, shit happens. Mm-hmm. I get it, man. Uh, Good job, right. stupid fucking dork. <laughs> Shitty-ass podcast. <laughs> oh, the also, worst cub to have his fucking number retired. Yeah. Also, uh, Cardinals Live, because they're going at it with Turning 2 podcast, and we love Turning 2. Whoa, so. they are? Yeah, we, we stand them. They're yeah. good guys. So. Yeah. Fuck Cardinals Live. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Cardinals Live. He's a dork. The only Twitter one we'll openly shit on. All right, uh, the patrons. Okay. Um, we got... We mentioned Cran. We mentioned Jeff. Jeff suggested we do a Discord, and guys, I know I've been slow to respond to it. I've just been so fucking busy. Uh, I am going to get something set up on that. Uh, just hang in there. Uh, but Jeff wants like a Discord, so I'm thinking we do that and do for shit posting. And then we have a long, long uh, thought about if we want to add Nick to it because <laughs> we're in a group chat with Nick. Uh, let's leave it at that. I don't so, even know what, what, like, I don't even understand Nick anymore. He he, he just sends he memes. He communicates you know, through he, memes, he, yeah. He doesn't send anything other than memes. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. Look, look at I was this, a, look at I this was a person. fan of the last one I sent you guys. Look at this person with mental health issues fucking dress like Batman and drink bleach. But like, thanks for sharing, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> when we asked you if you were going to be on the podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. So. Man. He's our golden little boy. Uh, Jeff, Cran, Richie, James, who we learned because he tagged us. That he's air traffic controller. Fucking hell yeah, dude. Union guy. Uh, Alex, Nick, Tyler, I left that one, Bravo, Bravo, the new number one, because he got us on Blue Sky, he got Bravo. us on Blue Sky. You're still in my top three, but, oh man, your commitment to the bit really is uh, making me question your Oh boy, I bet one. you're, gra- you're, you're bet you're regretting sense. that, bet you're regretting that, hey, yeah. Bravo, yeah. Mm. bet you're regretting that, you yeah. son of a bitch, you made I think it, was that eight, was that eight, guys? Oh, let me do them again. Like Nick, Tyler, Cran, Jeff, Alex, Richie, James. Oh fuck! Bravo! Yes, that's eight. All right, we're good. Or eight or nine. One of them. Beautiful. Yeah. 
They're our buddies. We love them. So, okay. Uh, who are we fucking tonight, dude? Um, let's fuck uh, multiple concussion syndrome tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hurt Jim Edmonds' it. career. It thankfully hurt Mike Matheny's career, and then you know, probably affected. I hope Wilson's material. okay. I hope Wilson's okay. So. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, fuck concussions. Even though we all understand that listening to this pod sometimes is a fucking concussion. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. We love you all. Goodbye. Hugs and kisses.